Welcome to the Law of Startups podcast. I'm Mike Schneider. And I'm Joe Wallen. Thank you for being with us. Uh, today, we have on the show Dan Giuliani. He is the co-founder and CEO of Volt Athletics. He's an adjunct professor of sports performance at the UW, University of Washington. He's also a member of the National Association of Corporate Directors and the Washington Business Alliance. Dan, thank you for being on the show. Thanks a lot uh, for having me, Joe and Mike. Appreciate it. I uh, I love the fact that you're involved in so many different cool things. You've got the athletics thing going, and then you're also a member of the NACD, so and in the Washington Business Alliance. I mean, that's a great complexion of fun things to do in your life, actually. Yeah, it is. It's uh, I mean, it gets busy every once in a while, as you can imagine. Um, but it's it's fun. I mean, it it all kind of started with with getting rolling um, with Volt, and then. I figured if I was going to be the chairman of a startup board, I should probably figure out what uh, best practices are in the in the board uh, in, the, in the directors world, and so that was the the, the connection to the NACD, um, and then uh, the Washington Business Alliance is a really cool organization that's. Uh, kind of working in a nonpartisan way to bring uh, businesses of different types here in the state of Washington together to try to uh, bolster the uh, the work being done in in Olympia, our state capital, and try to do what's best for the growth of the state. And so it's it's fun to be a part of that as well. Kind of get to get to dip a finger into a bunch of different pies. It's it's a great time, for sure. So are you are you active in Olympia right now? We are in session, right? I mean, what's the group doing right now? Yeah, so the group's working on um, a number of initiatives. They, they kind of have these different buckets that they're involved in. Um, there's, there's sort of work in transportation and environment uh, and education. Uh, the big focus right now is, is carbon reduction and kind of helping uh, the lawmakers in our state sift through a lot of the implications uh, regarding you know, cap and trade and other types of um, carbon initiatives. And, and it's, uh, what's cool about the Washington Business Alliance and what's unique is that it's uh, it's a group of business people that come from all, all kind of different um, types. So startups like me, uh, up through you know major corporations, uh, and there's Seattle area in particular has a bunch of major tech companies. We all have different interests when it comes to business, but everybody has similar interests when it comes to the the growth of the state and the viability of business within the state of Washington. Um, and so bringing together different types of, of companies from different parts of the state to uh, kind of work with our lawmakers to try to get great policies in place to uh, foster what's good for the state, which in turn will be good for business, um, is really the kind of the goal of the organization. Wow. So, um, so, so some sort of carbon reduction thing is going on. That's a big policy initiative this year in Olympia? Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I tell you what, it's um, the with, with a state like ours that has been so sort of dependent on um, the environment as a large part of our economy. It's an old logging state, uh, state of Washington, um, for years. You know, it's it, environmental initiatives are, are huge, and we have some really, really active groups that are you know looking at things from really through just one lens. Right, you have some some very strong active environmental groups that look at ways to protect the environment with. Um, without really considering the implications um, to the economy or, or to business. And then you typically have business groups that are looking at, at it from the opposite lens, and they're thinking about what's best for the business community and, and economic prosperity, but not you know, kind of willing to potentially you know, push the environment aside. And so what the Washington Business Alliance is designed to do is kind of take a, take a third view uh, and look at it through a different lens and a different perspective that takes the good of the state um, as a whole, 
as in, in primary focus, figuring that what's best for the state is, is going to be best for um, business and, and the sort of long-term prosperity of our economic climate. Um, and so that's you know, an example of, of a way that if we can put together some really good uh, policies that help our state grow and uh, protect our environment in the ways that, uh, that, we, that we see most useful, um, you know, it's a great way to uh, kind of set a climate that enables business to prosper. That's good. That's really good stuff. Hey, so t- talk to us about like Volt and like how you got into how you started this business and how, what, what, how you got into it and what inspires you every day when you wake up when you when you go to work. Yeah, sure. Uh, so Volt is a uh, it's a software company uh, that has one foot in sort of old school strength and conditioning, uh, you know, big big time athletics, and one foot in. Uh, in technology, and it's a it's a really cool world to live in because uh, we work with a bunch of athletes and coaches and teams around the country uh, and around the world that we get to root for and be a part of their their athletic success, uh, and we also get to innovate um, on a daily basis from a technology standpoint and do things that have never really been done in kind of the greater fitness uh, industry. Um, what Volt is is a uh, a delivery system. It's a technology. It's web based. Uh, we also have a mobile app that delivers um, really high-quality, elite-level, prescriptive, sports-specific training programs to athletes and coaches um, anywhere they, they may be. Um, and it got started because of uh, my experience as a small-college athlete. Um, I played Division three football at Colby College out in Maine, which is a long way from my hometown of Seattle. So I got a little homesick and came back at the end of my college experience. Started coaching, uh, coached high school, coached small college uh, football, got into strength and conditioning, um, and realized that there was just a real gap um, between the resources that were available for the the big-time schools like the University of Washington um, and uh, kind of the major universities as well as the professional clubs, that sort of uh, model. And then what was being done at most high schools and, and small colleges. And so wanted to work on something that could help bridge that gap. Um, and take a level of expertise that was just typically out of the reach of, of so many athletes and teams um, and give them access to it and by making it affordable and by scaling it out through, through this technology. So did, right. did you have a, uh, like a software background going into this at all, or, or are you mostly bringing the, the, the domain expertise and, and I guess the business acumen? Yeah, I was uh, exactly. That's exactly right. I did not have a software background uh, at all, and so I had to go find somebody um, or partner with somebody who was going to be uh, able to handle that side of our world. Lucky for me, uh, I was living at the time with my best friend from high school, um, who was a an IT consultant at Accenture, and had a really strong background in uh, kind of system architecture. And, uh, and Excel. And so we, we built our original Volt prototype in Excel. Um, and you can get a, boy, people who can, who can work with Excel are actually very valuable, I've learned. You can get a lot of functionality out of that, uh, out of that little um, spreadsheet. And so we ended up building kind of an offline uh, prototype that we were able to, to work with. And that was our original kind of minimum viable product, if you, if you, you, you think through the lean startup um, you yeah, know, minim- mentality. Minimum. Minimum viable product in Excel is pretty minimal. That's a uh, yeah, that's impressive. Minimal, right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it's incredibly not, minimal. Yeah, it's not particularly scalable. I don't think to to be working in Excel. But the reason we started there is because that's actually where strength and conditioning coaches uh, do their programming. 
Um, so the industry standard within strength and conditioning, if you're a strength coach, you sit down in front of a computer, you use Excel, and you create uh, training programs, and you print out the workouts, the, each training session, um, on a daily basis straight from Excel. And that's, that's just how it's traditionally done. And that's how I was doing it uh, because that's, that was what I was doing for work. And, and so Trevor, uh, who's my co-founder and, and roommate at the time, um, was helping me create some automations within Excel because he was so much better at working with the software than I was. Uh, and that's really what spawned the, the kind of initial um, uh, seed of, of thought, the, the genesis behind Volt was this, well, if we can automate certain parts of this process, maybe we can build out a system that, will, uh, that could deliver this really high level of training um, on a mass scale. And if we could do it on a mass scale, then we could make it affordable for everybody. Uh, and then it's sort of chicken and egg situation. Then everybody can afford it and it continues to grow on a, on a mass scale. And we've got a really cool uh, product, a cool business, and, and something that serves a, a great purpose for the, um, the sports community at large. Right. And I see you offer training in, uh, I mean, a wide variety of sports, golf included, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, cause I, I'm a golfer, but I mean, so it's, but it does seem like the focus is on, um, I, I didn't see, like, I don't think I saw running in there. Um, so it's really, it's, it seems to me like pretty targeted at like the, uh, that sort of college athletic experience, those, those sort of sports. Is that true? Or did I just, am I not giving you a fair enough look? Well, Joe, we, we wouldn't have called it just running. Um, we, we, had everything, <laughs> we had everything targeted towards sport performance, right? So for us, that's our cross-country program or our okay. distance track program. Uh, but you, you, are hitting on, you are hitting on an important part of the Volt model, actually, is that um, it's designed to be really niche. Um, and you know, there's, there's so much that's just uh, polluting the general fitness space. Uh, right. You know, if you're a runner, that's, that's what you love to do. You, you can download thousands of apps that purport to help you know, help you with running. Um, they track your running. They give you advice on your running. Uh, you know, they'll who knows maybe tell you what the store is closest to you that you can buy your next running shoe. Right? Um, right. You see companies like Armour pouring a lot of money uh, right now into you know, general fitness technologies, and they're great. Uh, but Volt was never going to survive if we started out as a general fitness technology. We would have had to get extremely lucky. Um, and we're not, I'm not really the type personality-wise, and, and my co-founder's not either, to you know, put our, our sort of dream um, on, on luck. You know, we wanted right. to be able to target something we felt like we understood and that we could uh, affect. So what we did was we, we, and we really care, you know, honestly, we just care a lot more about kind of the sport performance market. And it's much more right. complex. You know, if you're somebody that's training to win a um, you know, cross-country meet uh, and you're a small college athlete, uh, your training needs to be much more uh, uh, precise than you are if you're uh, somebody who likes to get up and go for a three-mile run in the morning uh, before right. work. So right. we really love that sport performance space. And, and so even, you know, our golf program, it's, it's less designed for recreational golf, although it certainly can help recreational golfers, but it's yep. for people who are, who are of a competitive mindset and are training for a, a performance purpose. Gotcha. So is, uh, is your target, it sounds like your target market is professional sports teams, college athletic programs. Are those, how are you finding, I'm assuming when you went into this, you maybe had maybe not a lot of uh, sense of how difficult or easy it would be to sell into those organizations. And I know sometimes a challenge entrepreneurs face, especially when they're selling to enterprises, is, you know, trying to break into certain 
groups and some are harder than others. Uh, how have you found, how have you found the sales process? I don't know if, if you're at that stage yet, are you, mm-hmm. how are you approaching uh, selling to these organizations and getting in touch with the right people? And, and are they, are they, are they willing to open their wallets? And college and high school, um, the, the professional sector uh, they typically have their own uh, full-time strength and conditioning coaches that are uh, creating training programs and disseminating them to their athletes. Um, even the, the major athletic programs, the Division I colleges, um, same thing. They have a staff of 8, 10, 12 uh, strength coaches, and they've, they've got most of what they need. We do work with a number of those uh, for a specific purpose, uh, but what Volt excels in is um, is actually delivering the expertise of a uh, strength coach and the structure and delivery system to, to get it into the hands of the athletes so they could be um, administered and executed uh, properly. Um, but to answer your question about um, the sales process, uh, it's uh, anything that's enterprise, I would think would be easier to sell than something like Volt, which is uh, sold to a school. Uh, I don't know how many people you've had, uh, you've, you've chatted with who, who are kind of selling to a, um, the educational sector, but I, I've heard this as a common story. You know, schools don't act um, like businesses. They, they act like schools. And so they have their budgets that turn over every year. Uh, and if you didn't get on the budget, uh, in the budget conversation in March, April, um, then you didn't get approved as part of the budget in May. And it's certainly not going to be available uh, money-wise in July. Um, so we have a, a really cyclical budget cycle that we deal with in our, in our market. Um, so the interest level is tremendous from coaches. We've actually been on the market for, um, we're about to close in a couple months, our third year in business. Um, and since we launched, we've had coaches. I mean, the interest level is, is fantastic. Inbound leads, um, galore and as many as we can handle. Um, the challenge is that they just aren't sitting on uh, cash flow, so they are they're sort of dwindling their their capital reserves, um, and they're trying to figure out if they can afford this this thing they hadn't heard of before um, that they think is going to bring their team high value, um, and and that's always tricky unless you get you get coaches at the right time of the year. Yeah, the uh, schools are tough. Uh, I always hear selling into law firms is particularly tough. Mm-hmm. Selling into Healthcare and and banks is tough. There's there's certain industries that when I hear that a product is slated to them, I, I'm always curious to know how the entrepreneurs are going to approach it because it's a problem that people in those space spaces have to to deal with. Um, yeah. One one nice thing I've always heard about the education market is at least you know they've always been very open to the subscription model because they're usually spending an annual budget and they they mm-hmm. they, they don't they don't want to pay for a perpetual license because they don't they'll be spending you know, next year's money today. And they, they just mm-hmm. don't like to do that. So at least you got, you've got, that's a big plus is that you don't have to twist their arm to give you money every year. Um, yep. yeah. It's, what is the, the business model? Is it a subscription service? Is it a, um, mm-hmm. like a SaaS, typical yeah. SaaS based subscription? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, uh, for our team, our team based products, uh, which has been our, our, uh, core product since we launched. Um, it's, it's typically an annual subscription. Um, and that makes sense for most coaches because they're, they're purchasing a, a 12-month, uh, year-long training program that's designed to take athletes through off-season training, in-season training, and even fill the gaps before the kind of next off-season begins. Um, so it's logical for them. Uh, the, the 12 months fits logically into the budgets that are typically available. Um, and then we have the, the renewing uh, revenue the, the next year. 
um, and it's a huge part of the model. And we do have teams and schools that will sign multi-year agreements, but as you as you're uh, alluding to, they almost never want to pay the whole chunk up front. You know, they're interested in uh, spacing it out and uh, locking in the budget for multiple years that they can plan on where those um, where those monies are going, and then we can obviously plan on keeping them around as a as a Volt customer um, year to year as well. Well, so uh, so Dan, I. I uh, could tell us a little bit more about um, I love the story about how you got started in Excel and I actually um, I mean Excel is a pretty amazing tool um, for people who really know how to use it so tell me I mean um, when you were just getting started with it like we did you know from the outset this is exactly what you wanted this business to look like 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 it looks right now or like how much did you like how long did it take you to really refine the refine your thinking on exactly what, what you wanted the company to look like uh, yeah, it's a, you know it's funny. There's been a ton of twists and turns along the way, as I'm sure every entrepreneurial story um, can can relay. Uh, but we we recently looked back. So Trevor is my my co-founder, and we're still um, you know incredibly close. We spend every day together. Um, we no longer live together, which is good. Uh, he he got married and moved out of out of our house um, because you can't actually spend every day together. But we uh, we recently looked back at a, a note that he had taken on his on his phone, um, you know, the, the original kind of the, the iPhone notes feature. Yep. And it was back in, it was back in 2009, uh, two years before we actually founded the company when we were first on a, the project, the little side project, boy, this would be interesting. What if we can mm-hmm. do X, Y, or Z? Um, and, and that was the first time we'd written anything down was just him uh, kind of playing around on the notes feature in his phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and putting some original notes in. And um, we, we hit a couple major milestones recently, l- launching a new technology uh, that, that is a sort of foundation for us to grow off of, which we're really excited about. And, and we looked back at what you know, he had originally put into the, to his phone. And, and from a product and market fit standpoint, on a high level, it's, it's really actually quite in line with what mm-hmm. was um, projected. Um, but a few things that we found along the way that have been um, eye-opening uh, has been the type of coach within our market that is most excited about our product. Um, mm. We thought, and I thought, this is this is actually a miscalculation um, from you know young young Dan when we first got this going. I thought football coaches were going to be all over this. I was thinking, mm-hmm. all right, if we're building a strength and conditioning product, then and I'm a football coach, I am mm-hmm. going to be so excited because I know football depends heavily on physical development. And I've been lifting for years with my team, but I've been doing all the wrong stuff. And so I'm very excited to have a prescriptive training technology that tells me what to do and I have confidence in. Um, it turns out that it's actually uh, the, the best use cases, the most excited, most evangelical customers that um, we've gotten have been from what, non-traditional strength and power sports. So the, the types of sports that you don't think of when you think of strength training. So your, uh, your tennis teams. Um, your volleyball teams, basketball, softball, um, a number of, of coaches who have been to conferences and they've, they've been reading studies and they're now understanding, well, wow, you know, strength training and power training has a huge impact on health and performance within my sport. Uh, but they don't have the same ego that your average football coach might have about uh, the weight room. Because for 40 years, if there hasn't been a strength coach, the default has been football coach runs the weight room. 
Right. Uh, and so one of the things that we've uh, we've done over the last couple of years is um, we've we've really catered to a lot of those sports that you know you just don't think of as as traditional weight training sports, and those are some of our most fun stories uh, because you have teams that have never trained before in this way who see a huge result because they are um, you know starting from a an untrained state and they're kind of a blank mm-hmm. slate. Uh, and and the coaches are so thrilled to be able to rely on something that's designed for their sport that they have confidence in. And then the athletes really gain ownership over their training because they believe that it's designed for their sport and for them as well. Um, and that's uh, that's been a really surprising but really cool evolution of, of the Volt concept from where we got started. Right. Yeah, no, I can imagine because, uh, yeah, teams that haven't done weight training as part of their ordinary processes would benefit probably quite a lot with the right kind of weight training, right? With the mm-hmm. right kind of that, that approach. Um, so, so I know getting back to golf, I know golf was a, traditionally a sport that wasn't thought of as one that, um, was, you know, properly associated with weightlifting, I think. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I think that the mindset on that has really changed, but maybe Tiger started that cause he was a mm-hmm. weightlifter. Um, but now, I mean, it's pretty widely accepted, I mean, just core, a lot of core strength training. A lot of that is really an important part of the uh, important part of golf training. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's uh, it's it's Tiger, I think. But I think people <laughs> I think originally Tiger was just the outlier. You know, he was so freakishly talented. He got started at such a young age. You know, his story when he when he burst on the golf scene. Um, there were a lot of reasons you could come up with besides the fact that he was a physical specimen for his success. But I think Rory McIlroy now has really made a training, his training regimen an important part of the kind of the talking around, uh, uh, around his development in the game. Um, right. And you're seeing that across a lot of different games, uh, a lot of different sports rather, uh, where all of a sudden there's, there's just a little bit more awareness in the general public. And there's a lot more awareness in the coaches who are coaching those athletes um, about the effect of, of what good physical training um, can have on, on the athlete. Yeah, for certain. Well, so Dan, uh, if, you're, if people want to find Volt Athletics and learn about Volt mm-hmm. Athletics, the best place to go is the website. Is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a web-based product. So our website's, uh, we think, pretty good. Uh, it's, it's got a ton of information. We have sample workouts and other things that kind of show uh, athletes and coaches what we're doing. Um, and also, you know, a really exciting part of our, our future here is that uh, Volt's always been dedicated to, to the athlete, and we've been helping athletes gain access to good training by working through their coaches so that the um, team comes on board together and the coaches help the athletes disseminate or disseminate the, the training to the athletes. Um, but we're, we're actually moving towards um, a launch of a direct-to-athlete uh, product, which is really exciting. And if, if anyone wants to go uh, to the website and uh, you, you can throw your email address in and you can reserve your spot on a, uh, on a list that gives you early access, uh, be the first to know about uh, the new uh, direct-to-athlete product, which gives anybody anywhere in the world who wants to train for any sport the ability to affordably access their own individualized uh, sport-specific training program uh, that grows with them, tracks their progress along the way, and, uh, and gives them all the educational resources they need to properly execute um, the techniques uh, and all that good stuff. So it's, it's going to be pretty groundbreaking. We're really excited about it because uh, the fitness industry has been lacking uh, something of this, of this uh, sub- substance for a long time. 
um, and we're really excited to put it out there. So I highly recommend anybody who's who has a sport performance training purpose um, get on that list and and be the first to know when we when we have our athlete product ready. Yeah, I've, I've uh, I, I signed up myself and I'm excited about it. Although I think my um, I, I I just I'm not sure if I fall into the the category the exact category you're looking for in terms of athletics. <laughs> I think I'm more of the casual sort of athlete, but I'm excited to uh, excited to try it out. Yeah, well, until until you get some training under your belt, right? And then you know you're gonna, you'll be right into that performance category. You can uh, yeah. you can sign me up when you get, when you add the category to uh, to train to binge watch television shows. Binge watch. <laughs> I, I, I gotta psych myself up and really you know dig deep into Netflix. That's that's my style. Uh, so so I think it's gonna be a while before you have a product for me. <laughs> or mental mental development than physical in that case. But yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, that's well, funny. Well, well, thanks for hey, coming on. It's been yeah, uh, it's really been really great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me guys. I appreciate it. Uh love your podcast and uh you know, keep up the good work. Hey, thanks a lot. And uh thanks for everybody else. Uh we'll see you next week. Thanks everybody. Okay. I hit stop on the recording. You guys still there? Hey, Danny, yeah. there. Hey, Dan, we lost you on